Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. We are down to four in the NRL and AFL. Peter Sterling is here to look back at the second weekend of league finals and look ahead to the upcoming weekend. We'll check in with Brent Reid. There's a couple of stories bubbling and sportsmanship taken to a whole new level. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Welcome aboard. Isn't it lovely when it gets to just past six o'clock and there's just a little bit of light outside? We're ne- it, it's just <laughs> about, we're nearly into the summer period, oh, Sterling. Would that be twilight then? Is it or? Yeah, but I mean, we've just endured winter and now look, look at it, look at it outside. facing the other way. You're seeing something beautiful. Oh, I can still, still see the buildings see. outside. I'm oh, just saying lovely. it's lovely. You can feel summer coming. I love the fact you like little things, Dan. Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple of well, li- You'd need to, wouldn't you? There's little things that it. <laughs> That's about the third crazy well, good timing. You're an easy target. <laughs> a couple of things. Can I get off my chest? Sure. Anyone who refers to it for this week and next week, if you or if anyone refers to the grand final as the big dance, you have the rush hour's permission to dead leg them. It's the big polka. The big dance. Fed income. And for God's sake, no more of that TAB ad. MG's acting is superb. That face, but I can't hear that song one more time. And, and this is Triple M we're talking about, where we play Bon Jovi every day, but I can't hear that song anymore. All right, two things, Dan. It's the big pride of Erin, and <laughs> I don't that, I don't get in that ad what if, when the seat's propelled forward and propelled back. I don't, is that something untoward going on? <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, I don't know. I don't know. What, what does it mean? And we're, look, we're separating MG from this opinion because his face... Uh, the, the, he's good. He's, he's good in Because they do one in Melbourne with Chris Judd and yeah, MG plays him off a break. But the bloke in the car, I, why Why <laughs> but, does he move his seat what, forward okay, and back? Okay, so the bloke is obsessed with MG because he won, I gather, picked the winners back in 1991. Grand final. And that turns it? him into a stalker. Well, he was not stalking him. He's actually pulled up next to him in a car. Yeah, but then... Now, I've done that to a million people. I'm not stalking any of that. But you're not serenading them either. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, look, if MG's getting paid by the ad, then by all means, play it. Let, give the man his money. But please, enough's enough. Uh, seriously, uh, Sturlo, yep. uh, it's a very, very sad day for rugby league. And for people like you in particular, who, who had an association, a deep association with Ron Massey. Yeah, very sad today. Um... It's it's a tough day. I'd been warned probably six weeks ago that Ron may not have had more than days, so he's he stuck around, and we've all thought he was waiting to see Cronulla win their <laughs> first title. Uh, I reckon he's still looking on to see if that's the case. But yeah, look, he's he was a, a wonderful friend, um, a mentor in the true sense of the word. Like I was in my young, my early twenties when I was associated with Ron, as uh, he was the assistant coach. Basically, he wasn't you know assistant coach, but he was. He was very much part of the coaching team that was Gibson and Massey. And I learnt a lot in every every area, off the field, on the field, about life. So it's, um, and you know, even all those years later, I'd get a phone call out of the blue. He called me Scoop. And I'd get a phone call and, Scoop, how are you going? How's the family? Everything all right? You know, and, and just how he cared. And we did about him. So it's... He fought it, for a long time, didn't he? Yeah. And you, you, look... You can never prepare yourself. Like, I, as I say, I was told that he was particularly bad. But when it ro- arrives, you, you know, it's it's always terrible, terrible news. And what was his, apart from all those things, those lovely things you said about him as a man, what made him what made him such a great rugby league weapon? What, what, what was his skill? He's the best judge of a player that's ever lived and he had the best understanding of the game of anyone who ever lived. And I'll never forget the first time when Jack and... 
Massey came to Parramatta, we knew of Jack and we were all basically scared, that, you know, because he had this reputation and aura kind of thing when, and didn't know this other bloke, Ron Massey. So when we sat down in the sheds the first time, uh, Jack, who could be a little bit absent-minded, started talking about things and he, he got to halfway through a sentence and kind of lost his way. Massey finished the sentence and he just continued on as though nothing had had happened. It was just, it was a real insight early on as to how closely these two men... Those are rugby league genies. Oh, absolutely. And you've only got to see him, you know, in recent times sitting up there next to Wayne Bennett. Uh, Ricky Stewart Ricky was Stewart, tied with him. I know Paul Gallen, you know, is, mm. is tied as well. And, you know, Ron Massey was as relevant to our game today than he was back in the 70s and 80s. That's not easy. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M, it is the Rush Hour this week brought to us by Nicorette Quick Mist, Australia's number one quit smoking brand. Use only as directed. And when we do league on the show, which we're about to do now, it's for Totally Workwear. They don't just do workwear, they also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au. Sterlo here with uh, Dan, and uh, let's talk uh, finals. We will concentrate on the vanquished a little later, Broncos and Penrith, mm-hmm. but let's look ahead. Can you see the Cowboys having enough in the tank to pick themselves up off the canvas and, and beat Cronulla? Oh, look, I, you know, they're capable of doing that, but, boy, last week had to have taken a lot out of them. I, I've never seen... The intensity in a game, look, even in an origin, maintained for as long as it did. I've watched every game this year, and it's easy to get caught up, you know, in the euphoria of what's going on. But I, I look back, I haven't enjoyed a game all season, and maybe for a couple of seasons, than I did more on Friday night. And I'm sitting there watching it as a neutral observer. I didn't care who won, mm. but it was just the Tao Malolo's performance <laughs> was unbelievable. But, but everybody was pretty much like that. They just they were just ripping in and never, ever stopped. Um, good flow to the game. But the aftermath means that it's going to be very tough for North Queensland physically and maybe, you know, mentally to, to get themselves up after that because um, it, it would have taken a, a lot out of them. Was it particularly hot? With the conditions we were told, it was, it was 23, 24, not particularly humid, but they were, they were baked. Yeah. Now, if you listen to a, a number of players mentioned the humidity afterwards um, and it was a really nice day up there and I sort of mentioned humidity after 20 minutes and Brad Fittler on the sideline said that it had cooled or it might have been Darren said it had cooled off quite nicely um, so I kind of thought well maybe that's not the case but the, the amount of players who mentioned it after the game it obviously had an effect on them and got them gassed uh, a little bit earlier than maybe they would have expected uh, The Canberra-Penrith game Canberra got out the, out the front stayed there had their typical uh, dead spot where Penrith came back and made a game of it. How do you think they match up with the Storm? And do you think the round 23 shellacking they really handed, mm. do you think that's relevant? Absolutely. Not that long ago when they showed that uh, they have the game to boot Melbourne and the fact that they now know that, they'll go down there a confident football team. Now they're on a roll and they're playing great footy. Um, it, it, it is a little bit of a concern that at 18-0 they were they were sailing and then all of a sudden bang bang and they're looking over their shoulder a little bit that's probably as much to do as Penrith to be fair well yeah ex- exactly um, so I you know I give them a real shot but I, I think that the week off is just such a huge advantage to yeah. those teams uh, and as it's worked out you know what we've got the top four sides you left know, you know how rarely that happens 
last year I think was the first time in the NRL era yep. that the top four became the final four and it's happened two years in a row. Well, I think this year, especially when we thought the teams were all so evenly matched, it's shown that that the top four was the place to be. You know, it's where there was a lot of talk this year that maybe Penrith outside the or you know the Canterbury were going to do something or Brisbane look. In the end, the best four sides at the end mm. of twenty six rounds um, are still there and fighting it out. And um, I, I just think the weekend off is is such an advantage when you have a look at to the way that they were played. Like if I'm if I'm one of the Cronulla players or Melbourne players, I dead said I'm sitting there laughing. Oh, mate, we had Gal with us well, commentating, although there was a point near the end where he'd done his sums. This is actually, we should find the audio. He'd done his sums and worked out, in the end incorrectly, but worked out th- thinking <laughs> Gillett was going to go uh, for a yep. trip, yep. that um, Wallace was going to go for a crusher tackle, and there was another Bronco that was, um, I think, injured or suspe- yeah, injured as well. So he's done his sums thinking, well, they're more busted than Cowboys. He can't have it all. So, with thirty, remember thirty seconds to go. There's a, uh, the scrum that packs on the halfway line, yeah. and <laughs> so the Cowboys knock it on, or something happens, and all you hear, thirty seconds to go, clock ticking. You just hear Gal go, "Pack it, pack it." <laughs> <laughs> well, there, I, I, I'm fairly certain, unless one of them fell off the lounge, that neither of the Melbourne or Cronulla players no. have got any injury concerns out of last weekend, <laughs> and they're in a good spot. All right, this is the rush hour. Uh, Sterling's got a very interesting power rankings coming up. Most important players or key players for uh, the remaining four teams. And there's a couple of surprises near the top. Brent Reed's going to join us next. Uh, Damian Cook wants a release, but apparently it's not going to happen so easily. And the Cowboys in the storm uh, could be, if they were to meet in the grand final, could be one of the most bitter uh, matchups given what's going on between those two sides at the moment. Rush Hour, Triple M. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Sports update coming up shortly, but uh, let's go to our man Sturlo from the Australian and Triple M NRL. Brent Reid. Hello, Reedy. Hello, Dan. Hello, Sturlo. Hello, mate. This is just a quick one today. What's got Damien yeah. Cook uh, has reportedly, well, not reportedly, has requested a release from South mm. so he can join Cronulla. What's doing there? Yeah, I told you about this a couple of weeks ago, Dan, that Cronulla was sniffing around Damien Cook for when Robbie Farrow arrived at South Sydney. Look, South at that time when I spoke to them said there was no way they were going to release him. I've spoken to them again today. They're saying there's no way Damien Cook will be given a release. So at this stage, Damien Cook won't be going anywhere because they want two good hookers on their books. And there's Robbie arriving and Damien. They've got probably a, a set of hookers that aren't sitting in the comp. Reedy, just on hookers, we saw a domino effect last year with halfbacks in relation to, you know, with uh, Cherry Evans and LG and mm. Caesar, Tyrone Roberts. Mitch Rain, he's the odd one out yeah. in all of this. What, is there anything doing there? Well, it doesn't appear so still. It's a strange one, isn't it? I mean, obviously he made some pretty extravagant demands at St. George and they weren't willing to meet those. And it's, it's almost like he's been left on the, uh, you know, left on the out on it. And you wonder if Damien Cook doesn't get that release. And, and it's, as I've said, it won't happen at, at the moment as far as South's concerned, maybe Cronulla will look at, Dame, at Mitch Rain because there's no one else around. And look, he's not a bad player. No, no. And, and, and really, it looks like you'd probably get him cheaper. Uh, well, the knock on him was he was he was being paid too much for what he was yeah. producing, but that obviously is not the case from this point on. Now, Melbourne, North Queensland, this has yeah. been bubbling ever since their game a couple of weeks ago. Where are we at with these two teams? Well, Melbourne contacted the NRL today, Dan, because they wanted the NRL to come out and defend them. And the NRL's now... 
um, given some comments that they have no problem with the Melbourne Storm and no problem with that tackle that led to Ethan Lowe being injured. Uh, so, you know, as far as Melbourne is concerned, there's no issue there. But there may not be an issue with their tackling as far as they're concerned, but they've got a massive, massive issue with the Cowboys, and particularly Paul Green. Uh, and if those two sides get through this week, it will be on grand final week. I can tell you now, there is no love lost. They are filthy, the Melbourne Storm, with what's happened in the last couple of weeks. And, yeah, if it's on, if, if it happens grand final week, that's the way it pans out. It'll be on for young and old. Yeah, they, they believe that it's kind of um, trying to influence the officiating mm, coming up this games. weekend. But my, I'm, also my understanding, Rudy, is that it's not mm. just the Ethan Lowe Tackle. Weren't there three that, tackles? They were concerned about three players um, yeah. who came, including Ethan, of course. And the Melbourne and the NRL have said today they've got no issue with it. It's interesting. The Melbourne Storm actually thinks this stems from the Jordan McLean attempt. The Cowboys tried, tried to get Jordan McLean earlier this year. He had one year left in his deal. And Bart Campbell, who's the chairman of the Melbourne Storm, rang Lawrence Lansini, who's the, who's the chairman of North Queensland, and said, Look, can you tell your coach that our, that our bloke's got one more year in his contract and he can't have him? And they think that part of this is sour grapes on the, on the part of North Queen because they couldn't get Jordan McLean out of his contract. So that, that happened like a month or two ago and there's, you know, that's what they think's part of the reason behind Paul Green and the Cowboys having a shot at them at the moment. Don't you just love rugby league? But how good? How good's Rudy? <laughs> Everyone knew that the two didn't like each other. Now we find out, hang on, it's chairman versus chairman. Coach versus coach. Over a player who's not leaving oh, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the chairman are off each other, but the call was made. It was made in a very polite way by Bart Campbell to say, can you tell your coach... To F that off. That's not, not polite. Yeah, give him time. <laughs> give him time. <laughs> Thank you, Rudy. Cheers, boys. Good job, uh, Rudy, part of uh, the Rush Hour. Uh, we must take a song and then we'll come back and have a sports update. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M for Nicorette Quick Miss. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Uh, Triple M, this is the uh, this is the Rush Hour. I'm just reading a fake account. I thought it was a real tweet. It would have been one of the biggest stories of the year, but that was a fake account. Nice work, people. Sturlo here with uh, Dan. <laughs> Almost got me. Got, no, I did. <laughs> no, well, no. But it, oh, no. Could have got you more, mate. It was teetering on the brink. Uh, Sturlo's tyre power rankings coming up shortly, and we do the show for Nicorette Quick Mist. Uh, did you see the Crowded House story last night? Or no. Are you, gonna, were, are you into the Crowded House? Uh, I didn't mind them. I think Tim Finn is a, is a genius. But I, yeah, Neil or Tim? Uh, Neil, sorry. Um, yeah, I no, I've, I've you never won't seen go them. when they. Uh... No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, me neither. <laughs> Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports update. Oh, that's some of our best work. That right there. <laughs> now I'm going to get an email. Dan Triple M is the sponsor of Crowded House. I so. love them, and I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, front row. In fact, I might get a gig. What does a V8 driver do the day after he's had a frightening crash at 250 kilometres an hour? Well, he gets back behind the wheel. Looks for a new job, I would have thought. James Golding, who's 20, maybe age has got something to do with it, returned to the Sandown track today to take around passengers for hot laps. If if you're a passenger... Yeah, that's not the guy I want to be with. (laughs) Yeah, I'd have to have second... Or or maybe he's, he's actually safer than ever. Because that's out of the way now. Yeah, but you've got to go past that corner. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Here he is. I mean, these VA drivers are unbelievable. So the bloke has a, he, he cannons into a, a wall 250 kilometres an hour, so he speaks to the broadcaster straight after. It was just 
red lights straight ahead. And I was just <laughs> trying to stay alive. But, um, yeah. How <laughs> laid back's that? Uh, that's thanks to Fox. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen leads the V8 Supercars thanks to his second yesterday. A uh, week off for the Wallabies after their comfortable enough win over Argentina in Perth. Winks will be back in three weeks when she returns to Melbourne for their carnival. She's an even money favourite for the Cox Plate. Hmm. Um, I noted when uh, so Score won convincingly enough and the broadcast team at Sky said, oh, no one's even applauding. They're just they're just watching her with awe, and I thought, well, she's a dollar four. No one's backed her. No. And, you know, she slow out of the barriers, and the last thing in the world they wanted to give her was a gut buster, so she won yeah. comfortably. And Never going to lose. No, and the big thing was a month between runs. Mm. You know, you figure it was scratched a couple of weeks back, and so there's much bigger fish to fry further down the track, so That's you it. don't want to be doing anything silly early on. 11 in a row, and incredible scenes at the final World Triathlon event. Uh, Johnny Brownlee. Yeah, the Brownlee brothers yep. uh, was ahead, Johnny was, with a few hundred metres to go, and then he collapsed. Uh, his brother Alistair was running second and immediately stopped, swooped up Johnny, basically dragged him to the finish. And while all that was going on, a South African competitor zoomed by and won the race. So that sportsmanship has mm. cost the pair. Uh, well, certainly cost Johnny the race. Well, Alistair could have just gone on and won the race as well. Yeah, but he trades, stayed true to himself, and uh, obviously they're, they're very tight, the brothers. You yeah. can see at the Olympics, um, they actually headed off together and put yeah. pressure on until one surged, but, um, yeah, they're... Uh, well, it's illegal, uh, isn't it, to have a pacemaker, but fine. <laughs> well, well, I think if you're still figuring in the medals, you're probably not deemed to be a pacemaker. No, I'm joking. They normally drop out halfway that through. That is a sports update for Magic Glass. We will have a news update. Uh, and Sterlo's power rankings, and uh, we'll get his take on the Broncos and the Panthers and what they need to do to take the the next step. Rush Hour, Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M, it is the Rush Hour for Nicolette, uh, Nicolette, Nicolette Sheridan for Nicorette Quick Mist as we do it with uh, Sterlo. <laughs> I love the way your mind works. Nicolette Sheridan just pulled it out of No, out I of the saw... Air. <laughs> no, I... I saw a behind the music on Leif Garrett, and oh, he used to date her for years. Yeah, and then yeah. once he started fading, she dropped him. <laughs> um, Broncos, where do they go from here? Grand final to week two, so it's a good season, but it's a season they've gone backwards. What do they need to do to go back up to? Yeah, not, not a whole top? lot, Dan. I think you know they lose Jared Wallace. They probably need a little bit more depth. I like Pango Junior. and at Jay, Jai Arrow. They seem to be good young players coming through. Um, and we saw another couple of merch too, Jonas Pearson. Probably still have a little bit of concern with their outside backs. Jack Reed retiring. Uh, Opacek could be out for a lengthy period. Yeah, so they missed Hodges, didn't they? Yeah, and um, Jordan Carr, who um, I think had a really good season, but I'm not quite sure if he's a winger or a or a centre three-quarter. Um, and, you know, they've got a – you know, Corey Parker's gone now. Sam Thiday's a year older. Um, probably just need to improve their depth maybe a little bit in a couple of areas, certainly their outside backs. Are they more grunt? Um yeah, look, maybe. I I think they're, they're aggressive enough. Maybe they, they could do with another bigger body, I suppose. You know, you have a look at the sides. You know, Canberra, for example, um, Shannon Boyd, and you go down and you look at Jesse Bromwich and Jordan McLean in Melbourne, and you know, everyone seems to have a, a bit of a behemoth in there. Or, you know, Josh Maguire's... He a, stands not, up every week. He does, but he's not a, a big 
a big body as mm. such, but he, he gets through plenty. So, oh, look, yeah, they need to improve in a couple of little areas. Now, the easy thing with Penrith is to just assume, well, they're young, they came fifth, sixth, mm. it's only up. But there's a danger in that. What could they use? Not that they're going to go out and recruit people, but what need? What do they need to do now to go go up another level? There's no danger, Dan. It's it's all good. It's all good. Tamara Martin moves into the halves yeah. um, alongside uh, Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary, of course, that allows Bryce Cartwright to go to the back of the scrum. They've brought in James Tamo and Tim Brown, so yes. some big men there. Yep. Um, you're getting back Peter Hiku and Dean, Dean Farai. Sam McKendry, I'm not quite sure. If it's almost like stay, they are recruiting it? with it's, all these players. Yeah, they've, they're, they're putting it all together very, very nicely. Okay. It is all up. All right, beautiful. Uh, this is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only as directed. Channel 7 News reporting West's Tigers have offered Jamal Lidris a one-year deal. So uh, what's this space? But let's do this. Sterlow's Power Rankings. <laughs> Yes, as the name suggests, it's Sterlow's segment, so we bring it forward today for Tyre Power's footy final sale, which gives you the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo tyres, see in-store or online. Now, what we're going to do, we did this for Origin, and it caused quite the kerfuffle because I think people misunderstood this. This is the most important players, or key players, remaining in the competition. Doesn't necessarily mean the most important, so if you've ignored Cam Smith, I don't know what your list is, don't people think, oh, we, oh, he's not in the best. This is an outrage. He's not in Sturlow's best out players. But these are the eight that might shape the results. These are players who I think are key for various reasons this weekend. Uh, we have a top eight and I've gone two from each team. Okay, let's go. Eight. Cameron Smith. Uh, and playing against Canberra, you need to play the game at your own speed. If you let their big forwards get a roll on, then you're in all sorts of trouble. We've seen that so often during the course of this season. Cameron Smith can get the game to his tempo and obviously Melbourne's tempo and that's why he's so influential. Seven. Jake Granville from North Queensland. It just hasn't been his dynamic best no. of late and they've kind of lost a little bit North Queensland with the, that drive out of dummy half. So, you know, he really needs to find his best because he adds a different dimension. Well, you could argue the cost Jason when he came into the game on Friday seemed to have a real impact. He does, but we know what Granville can do. Absolutely. Six. Paul Gallen from Cronulla, who returns to a pack that played very tough last weekend, and they will welcome him back to do exactly that for his input. But there's got to be a little bit of a doubt when you've got a back problem. Um, but he's he's key coming back and, and returning to his best. Five. Josh Hodgson was remarkable last weekend. I had I, I didn't give him any chance of playing when you saw the way he left the field the previous week. And we didn't even know he was crook. No. Nah. And his clash with Cameron Smith is an absolute highlight. Both so instrumental in the good things that their sides does. I think it's the matchup of the weekend, Hodgson and Smith. Sure. Lachlan Coote, an extremely rare off game from him the other night, and that put more pressure on Jonathan Thurston and Michael Morgan. Uh, I don't think there's any chance of Coot dropping balls or missing tackles this week. He got rid of them all in one game. <laughs> but, you know, his confidence would have been dented a touch. Three. Aiden Caesar from the Canberra Raiders. Really? Now, we know that the Melbourne kicking game will be spot on, and Caesar's got to come up with something for his team that can allow them to build pressure or maintain pressure or get to the, the areas of, of the field that Canberra need to be at certain times. So, you know, Cooper Cronk is a master at it. Aiden Caesar needs to be very good. Two. Chase Blair. What? Melbourne Storm, the left centre, because he'll be responsible for marking 
Joseph Leilua. Yeah. And obviously that right-hand side for Canberra was fantastic last weekend. And back in round 23, Chase Blair was exposed by, by Leilua. They scored two tries down there because he was backing off. Needs to rectify that. Um, Canberra did win that game 22 points to eight. Blair needs to be better defensively. One. Chad Townsend from the Cronulla Sharks, who um, well, I didn't. I said that he wasn't hooked. There's been a bit, a little, little bit of talk over the last 48 hours that he was taken off because his game was down, and he wasn't having his best. So let's hope there's no self doubt there. You um, thought that was coaching genius, didn't I, you? Well, I still think it was. I still think it was. It didn't have to be him that came off, but the the move worked. Um, but you know, obviously, when you're taken out as a playmaker. It can affect you. He's just got to keep things simple this weekend and do what he's done the previous 26 weeks. And I bet the reason you haven't got Thurston in because you know he's going to be an 8 or 9 out of 10 one way or the other. Well, there's plenty of players this weekend who fall into that category, but those eight for me are very, very important. That was the Tyre Power rankings for Tyre Power. Next week, Sturlow's best grand finals of all time. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M. Remember what album that was from? Uh, in ex- no, I wasn't <laughs> you listening. Too. Sorry. You, you too. Acting oh. baby. Very good, Dan. I'm going to get my crowded house tickets shortly. <laughs> Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Uh, hang on, I have to read this. If you're just tuning in and want to hear the show, subscribe to our catch-up podcast at the Rush Hour page at triplem.com.au. Now, Jose Mourinho has had one of his worst weeks uh, as a manager, losing a third straight game when Man U went down to Watford in the Premier League. Man City is still perfect. Five wins from five games. Everton is the surprise. They're second on 13. And your Reds are going okay too. We're flying along. Don't worry about Stamford, Stamford Bridge. Too good for Chelsea. Bring them on. Man City's manager Pep Guardiola is already getting cranky with the English media. Hang on, he's five from five. This was his response. We might have to turn the music down here. He was asked, could he win four trophies this year? This is how he responded. What the f***? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, beautiful. So he started off with a Darth Vader and then came out with the line. Daniel Ricciardo is getting closer (laughs) to that elusive uh, uh, win this season. He finished less than half a second behind Nico Rosberg. He was 30 seconds behind with 13 laps to go. Two seconds a lap he was gaining. He finished 0.5 short. It was a fantastic run. Um, and Rosberg now leads the championship by eight points over Lewis Hamilton. There we go. That is a sports uh, update for Magic Glass. And we're 15 seconds short, Sturlo. You got anything to say before we say farewell? Yeah. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> See you, Dan. Ugly Phil is uh, coming up uh, next. Uh, Triple M NRL, of course, the home of the NRL finals. We will talk to you tomorrow. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed.